The Collector's Collection, Episode 8, Avengers. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Collector's Collection, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan podcast. I am your humble host, Chris, joined by my fellow henchman, Anna. Hey. And Steve. What's going on? We are also joined tonight by stay-at-home space viking and friend of the show, Jeremy. How's it going, sir? I'm doing all right, Chris. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. Yeah, so Bobby, unfortunately, has been dealing with some family issues, but hopefully he'll be back next episode. Until then, Jeremy's going to keep a seat warm for him. Well, to be fair, I was originally asked to try out for his part, and then he got the part, and then he couldn't be here for this, so I've got the part back. So, you know. You know. <laughs> In any case, we're talking about the first Avengers film this week. We finally got to see the culmination of the past five films, which bookended phase one pretty nicely, I think. So this one came out in 2012, and it features our heroes on screen for the first time as they battle out with Loki and the Shatari in the Battle of New York. So if you remember at the end of Thor, I think the post credit scene, yeah. it had uh, Selvig meeting Fury in the bottom of the shield, uh, you know, some shield Weapons development place center. with the Tesseract. And so this movie kind of opens up as a continuation of that. Now, I know there was some argument about whether or not at the point in Thor, whether Selvig was under Loki's control at that point. And after seeing the movie, I think I got to agree with Anna. He wasn't under Loki's control. Selvig was not technically under Loki's control at the end of Thor. At least. But he was at the beginning of the movie. Once Loki came through the portal. Yeah, yeah. But you see him working with the Tesseract before Loki makes an appearance there. So I just want to throw that out there. I had to change my mind on this one because uh, that at I least told you so. I know at least off mic we got a little bit more heated in that discussion yeah. than we did on the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a ongoing few day argument, <laughs> but I was right. So yeah, so Selvig's in there doing all kinds of test to it and then i guess because it well thor says it later in the in the movie that you know it was emitting all that energy which attracted loki to it so loki pretty much just poofs in the the lab there well as barton says you know it's a door <laughs> opens both ways <laughs> yeah and it's just so weird because the whole premise for loki coming to earth was the conquer earth but like i get the impression that it was just basically him being a whiny baby about how when is loki not a whiny baby about how you know thor <laughs> is the defender of midgard and he wanted to take that away mm -hmm. well you notice also there's a there's a theme in all the marvel movies there's some glowy shit that the bad guy wants that the good guys need Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the structure of every Marvel movie. You know, Iron Man, it was the arc reactor. Some glowy shit in the center of his chest that fucking uh, <laughs> the big Lebowski wanted to steal from him. <laughs> so this movie continues that trend. Uh, all of them continue that trend. I mean, yeah. you're right. Iron Man, it was the arc reactor. Captain America, it was the Tesseract. Thor, mm -hmm. it was also the Tesseract. No. 
casket of oh the casket of eternal winter or something yeah, like that yeah it was still glowy shit <laughs> mm-hmm. you know that's yeah just this shit glows these guys want it this guy needs it and then it's like a giant cgi fight to see who gets to have it at the end yeah sort of yeah yeah and thor was basically a remake of uh, richard donner's superman with a fight over glowy shit <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen that so i, I can't make either. that comparison I can't. yeah fascinating okay <laughs> So now we're gonna all my all all my pithy comments just got deflated by that <laughs> those two sentences you stated there. Somebody out there will know what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> so Loki comes through the Stargate looking thing. He taps some guys in the chest and gets them to do some stuff. And that's how we're introduced mind. to Hawkeye, who yeah. is actually Jeremy Renner from right here in my hometown, Modesto, California. Yeah, oh, he nice. Is. Yeah. He is definitely up there on my favorite actors list. Yeah, he's uh, he's come along. You know what cracks me up about act, the acting careers of men versus women? He got his big break at like 40. Yeah. And most actresses' careers are over by 35. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we see a little bit of him in Thor, but um, it, it was cool seeing him do all the... Archery. The archery in this one. <laughs> well, just it just his level of general general badassery in this movie is pretty good. Yeah, it was definitely way better than what he did in Thor. Because, yeah. as we all know, I was really upset about how he was introduced in Thor. I didn't think it fit his character very well. Yeah, I'm really surprised they haven't given him his own movie yet. I know. Isn't that what they're they're doing a Black Widow Hawkeye film, aren't they? No, it's a TV series on the Disney streaming channel. Oh, Jesus. More of this TV shit. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. But maybe we'll find out what happened in Budapest. Um... <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like solo, but in the Marvel universe now. It's just, oh, here's a bunch of boxes we have to check to show you every reference we've made in every other movie we've done. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I just thought it was weird that they would introduce a Black Widow TV show now, but <laughs> they got the five years between the snap and the unsnap to cover. Yeah. That's fair, and stuff before that. Hmm. So, I mean, if they got a lot of things they can go back to, it's just, oh, if yeah. you're going to try it, and they've held a pretty tight continuity in the movies. Of course, there's, there's airs, you know, in between, you know, different chapters and different people's movies, things they change and reference differently. But when you try to do that between a TV show and a series of movies, you're just walking into a hornet's nest of continuity problems. Yeah. And that, that, I think that's pretty much why we kind of decided to, well, you were in on those conversations, Jeremy, I forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of decided to shy I, I away from I originally auditioned for this role. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get the part. Well, so be, to yeah. be fair, Jeremy, you were on episode one. I was on episode one, much like uh, Edward Norton played the Hulk. In the Hulk's movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Hulk, uh, Edward Norton never got to come back and, and reprise his role. No, so, but I did find out that they also uh, they were try- they tried out Mark uh, Ruffalo for that role originally too. Mm-hmm. So when Norton fell out, they kind of just went back to what they had originally planned, and we got a better Hulk out of the deal too. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, not to get too far on the Hulk here, but <laughs> you know, I think we said a lot on the episode. Ed Norton's Hulk was good, but mm-hmm. it just didn't fit the the rest of the MCU. It just didn't fit with the you know the same. It didn't have the same 
I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but it didn't have the aesthetic. Yeah, well, not not so much the aesthetic because I think you could put Ed Norton's Hulk as far as just the looks in there and it'd be fine. But just the the feel of of that movie is just so much different than the rest of the MCU. Was it not as cinematically pleasing as the rest? No, it was definitely cinematically pleasing. <laughs> I had no issues with that part Making of it. A joke. No, that movie was very cinematically pleasing. It just the overall feel of the movie just doesn't fit with uh, what they did with the rest of the MCU. So I'm glad that they changed Hulks. Yeah, I, I think Mark Ruffalo is a great Hulk. I wish we had had him for a solo movie. But, you know, if if we did, they would have probably cast Edward Norton for the Avengers, and that would have been a, a worse movie. Edward Norton, I just think of that curb stomp in American History X. I'm taking right out of the movie. <laughs> so speaking of Hulk, after uh, Loki pops back through the portal, um, Fury sends Black Widow to go chase him down in India. Well, hold on, because mm-hmm. that scene right before that, I absolutely love of Black Widow, where she's in the, the oh, building yeah. getting, quote-unquote, interrogated by these guys. <laughs> and she's, they just call one of the random guys to talk to her. This is S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, how? Well, not really how, but, like, really? But then the, the whole thing about that scene that's funny to me is she gets the call and she's like, all right. I'm coming. And then she gets off the phone and just starts beating all their asses. While tied to a chair. (laughs) Like like she was just letting them beat up on her that whole time and interrogate her. And then, you know, all right. She she was extracting information. And as like she told Coulson, this idiot's giving me everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They did a good establishing of that character in that scene. Yes. They showed you that she was smarter than everybody in the room, that she was more clever, could get what she wanted. And could then turn around and whip everybody's ass without too much of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because if you can kick somebody's ass while you're tied to a chair, you're you're a badass. If you can kick five people's ass while tied to a chair, nobody can fucking touch you. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. the other thing about that scene is when Coulson tells her that she's going to be the one handling the big guy and she, you know, immediately thinks it's Stark. And when yeah. Coulson informs her that it's the Hulk, not Stark. You see a little bit of distress from Black Widow. So it kind of gives you the impression that people have of the Hulk still. Well, even. Before we even see him. I mean, understandably so. Well, yeah. I mean. Even when she gets face to face with him, you can see that, like, she's still a bit hesitant to. And uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look at what she brought with her. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. I'd bring that too. I mean. An unpredictable force like that? He's got it, though. He's got it down. He's good. She didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I actually actually like that whole scene because they show him, you know, running around the slums of India helping people. So you get a sense of who his character is. Mm -hmm. But you can also tell that whatever, whatever history he has, S.H.I.E.L.D. is on top of it. They know all about it. And she's already like, if he even looks like he's starting to get slightly mad... I'm going to dump one right in his head. Yep. So, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. she's going to try to. Yeah, well, I was going to say, she, of course, doesn't know that he'll end up catching the bullet with his teeth and then fucking smashing everybody. So, you know. Yeah. There's yeah, a trade-off there. Yeah. That's why they went to the edge of the city. Later in the movie, when they're on the the uh, the helicarrier or whatever they call it, you know, he basically said, I try to put a bullet in my head, but, 
you know, the other the other the other guy just spit it out. <laughs> yeah, which we talked about that off mic. That was an interesting line that I didn't I never put together until we went back and rewatched all these. But that was actually a deleted scene from Ed Norton's Hulk movie that they decided to pull out. Um, but they made reference to it in this movie, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know it was a deleted scene from that one. Yeah. Yeah, if you remember from the Hulk movie, we talked about there was going to be... I wasn't I f- on that episode, remember? I wasn't I wasn't feeling good. Oh, that's right. Well, we did talk about it because it was supposed to be, I think, part of the intro. Yeah, it was going to, like in the opening montage, it was going to show him out like in the snow, basically about to try to kill himself. Ah. Yeah. So after Natasha successfully wrangles the Hulk, um, then we cut to... Basically, the end of Captain America. Yep. The, the end credit scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the after credit scene in Captain America with um, Steve Rogers just beating the hell out of some bags. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was he was trying to get, deal with that distress of you're seeing him have flashbacks of putting the Valkyrie into the ocean and losing Peggy, essentially. And he's just not coping that well still. That's why he's beating the fuck out of those bags. Yeah, I mean, what was that bag you had at your house? About a hundred pound bag? Is that yeah, it's a it hundred pound heavy bag. And <laughs> I imagine that what Steve Rogers was hitting was pretty heavy. Heavier yeah, it's probably about the same. And that's one of the things I liked is there's probably a lot of people that watched that scene and didn't realize when it shows him, you know, pick up the bag and put it back up with one hand. <laughs> that's yeah. that's no small feat. No. <laughs> Heavy heavy bags weigh a ton, and they're soft, so they're hard to move. Very much yes. so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just that scene of him just reaching down and like you know just like tossing it onto his shoulder and hanging it. <laughs> if you've ever worked with a heavy bag, you're looking at that thing. Fuck, that's a strong dude. Right yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember just like uh, putting hands on it, like hitting it. It was you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can imagine just picking it up with one hand. I no. I don't even think I could pick it up like that easily with both hands. I mean, I did hang uh, mine by myself, but if you had had a video of me doing mine versus what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Wildly different scenarios, yeah. huh? Like my workout that night was hanging my bag. <laughs> yeah, that, that took two hours. That's as long as this. You're not lying. He did that in a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So once everybody kind of agrees to accept fury's mission they board that helicarrier it was kind of cool seeing the 64 on the side because that's um that's a reference to the uss constellation it was oh. the kind of the flagship of the navy back in the day so it was kind of cool that they used that number while they're on the helicarrier we see cap hand fury 10 bucks oh yeah that's good stuff i can't forget <laughs> oh what is he what is the bet like I bet you ten dollars or something. He, nothing that'll nothing still... can shock me anymore. So I'll bet you ten bucks. I can I can find something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like pretty much the very next thing he sees. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> that was pretty okay, good. Then. Um, also, can I point out that you can definitely see the difference in an actor working with a competent script, a competent script writer, and a, a good enough director because this guy playing Captain America versus this guy playing Johnny Storm. Just a, a cavernous difference in quality of his acting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Chris Evans as an actor because I've known about him since before he did Fantastic Four, before oh, he, he was Captain America. He was in um, 
he was, he was in, in more, not another teen yeah. movie. And, That's the first thing I actually ever saw him in was not another <laughs> yes, teen movie. Yeah, me too. I loved him in that movie, and there were a couple others. I can't think of their names right now, just because I'm tired and drawing a blank. But you know, I had seen him in in a few other movies prior to this, and I liked him as an actor. So when he was cast as Captain America, after the the Johnny Flame and all that, I was a little concerned, but. It worked out well. Oh, I I think his Captain America is outstanding. Yeah, I really I I believe him as Steve Rogers one hundred percent. There's never been him in that role in any movie where I've gone like, eh, maybe maybe not, you know. But almost everybody else, like anybody that's played Batman, there are moments where I'm like, eh, I'm not really buying that one. Yeah, this guy is Captain America. I'm a I'm a hundred percent in. I can never remember the actor's name because he's another uh, sandy blonde, handsome, muscly <laughs> dude of about the same age as Chris Pine, Chris Evans, all the other fucking Chris's out yeah, there. Yeah, I would say there's three different the Chris's. There's three different yeah. Chris's in the uh, Marvel Universe. You got Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Pratt. Yeah. So. And they, yeah, they're all semi interchangeable post uh, Chris Pratt being fat. But so, now we've got everybody on the helicarrier, or almost everybody. So our, our pieces are on the board. They've got Banner. They've got Stark, Cap, Black Widow, and uh, Maria and Nick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going over what needs to be done, what Loki is doing, what he's looking, or they're trying to figure out what he's looking for and everything else. Um, and trying to figure out what Loki's like and goal is yeah and then he pops up in germany yes uh, some kind of gala i I, i'm still a little confused as to what he was looking for there the eyeball well he yeah he was he was the distraction for uh hawkeye to break in and steal whatever mcguffin he was after that time it was um I don't remember exactly what the chemical was called or the metal, yeah. but it was to stabilize the Tesseract. That was it. I mean, we'll just call it plot device at this point. It was a plot device <laughs> that oh, he was trying to steal. Shiny thing um, number two. But, the, yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, the wiki what saying. What it was was he, the, he, the wiki he needed saying. Loki to cause a big distraction so he could get back there and do that. So Loki did it in the most gruesome and over the top way he could. Yeah. Well, not the most yeah. gruesome. He could have like scooped the eyeball out with a spoon and. and I mean, put it he up there. essentially <laughs> did scoop the eyeball out. It was a no, saw he, thing. No, he, he did like a scan of it. No. No. He, no. Honey. No, that dude was writhing, man. He was removing his eyeball. <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah oh, it, I mean, it, I it get- sucked it out of his head because if you look where where uh, Barton is using it to create the digital copy, it's the whole eyeball. It's, yeah. It's three dimensional. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was making a. I knew he was scanning it, but I didn't real. I, yeah. I guess I didn't realize he it. killed that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That dude did, <laughs> dead, dead. And then the scene outside of that, I actually love that scene where you you know kneel before Zod moment, and that guy <laughs> with the guy gets up and the old he's man. just like I you know I am not going to do this. I'm not going to kneel. You know I won't kneel before any man like you. Or there are no men like me. He's like there's always men like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that fucking line. I love that line. Yes. Yeah, and so from the air, you got Black Widow tracking everything, and then she hears some ACDC come on the radio. Yeah, while Cap's <laughs> down on the ground. Oh, I love I love his entrances. They're so uh, great. Well, 
at this point, uh, this movie, I think, really was kind of a solidifying moment of it. They had done such a good job of training their audience that ACDC means Tony Stark's about to show up. <laughs> yes. And they did it. Yeah. That as soon as that, I mean, I remember sitting in the theater watching it. And as soon as that hit, I'm like, oh, somebody's getting their fucking ass kicked now. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then without putting up much of a fight, Loki just kind of goes with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's, which some- was also, that was also a filmmaking trend at the time too. The bad guy getting brought in. So you'd have face to face time with the heroes. James Bond did it. This movie did it. That shitty version of Rathacon they did in Star Trek. The Dark the Knight did it. Did it. Oh, was that the one with the uh, Joker? Yep, they brought yeah. the Joker in, had him there mm-hmm. with Batman. Yeah. Yep. So this that was definitely a trend at the time, and mm-hmm. also this is another scene where I really bought Chris Evans as Captain America because he knows he could get his ass handed to him by this guy, but he's still not going to let this guy pull this shit. And one of Captain America's one of the one of the attributes of that character that I appreciate more than anything else is his bravery. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, consistently throughout his, you know, his career or his comic book, you know, career, his bravery is what has defined him that, yeah, he's super strong and whatever. That really only matters when you're fighting other people. When you go up against an alien God, it's still, he's not going to back down. Well, yeah. h- here's a question that we had, I think, um, during Thor, <clears throat> are the Asgardians gods or are they just sort of alien humanoid aliens from another planet? What, what's your what's your they're take on they're that? aliens they're they're aliens but they've been worshipped as gods in the past yeah actually I think more specifically the question they're, they're level I think more specifically the question yeah, was, is are they self aware are are do they think they're gods I guess would what was what we were talking about on Thor on the Thor episode well yeah he, Thor is the god of thunder yeah. he calls himself that that's fair yeah. Well, and I do yeah. like, you know, when, when Thor shows up in the Avengers that Natasha turns around, she goes, talking to Cap, you know, these guys are basically gods. <laughs> you probably don't want to get involved in this. Oh, yeah. Thor's entrance into this was pretty excellent, too. Yeah. Thor's entrance was actually one of my favorite entrances yeah. in the entire MCU, like of all the movies. His entrance in this movie was fantastic. Lightning. Just because yeah, everyone else looks like they're concerned moment. that. You know, they're on a plane and there's a thunderstorm and Loki, of course, is like, yeah, it's a little worse than that. (laughs) I don't like what comes next. (laughs) (laughs) But how how they introduce Thor to Iron Man and to Captain, I think that was really well done. The way they fought each other at first was just kind of like, all right, Mm -hmm. well. Well, you know, as an audience member, you're sitting back and you obviously going into even the individual films leading up to this, you know that these are the core members of the Avengers. Yeah. And so you almost have it in your head that they, Iron Man would be aware of the events of what happened in Thor and they'd be aware of what happened in Captain America. And, you know, this movie kind of shows you that that's not the case. Like they're not aware at all. They've just been brought together and seeing each other for the first time. So when Thor shows up, you know, us as, you know, the viewing audience knows, okay, this guy's good. We saw what happened in Thor. We know what he's about. To Tony Stark, it's just some dude who's powerful enough to land on a plane and bust in there, you know? So and steal his captive. Yeah, I think I think they very prisoner. subtly tell the audience, you know, it's like that reminder that they're not the Avengers yet. These are just powerful beings in the world that are meeting yeah. for the very first time. 
Yeah. There were a lot of things that during their fights, like you see later in later movies that I like. <laughs> oh, yeah. When um, <laughs> just like, Thor goes to hit Captain America with Mjolnir. Yeah. And it just does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it, I guess it doesn't well, do any. Huge I guess it, yeah, I guess it doesn't do any. It doesn't do yeah. nothing. It, it makes it, that shockwave, but it definitely didn't seem like it hurt Captain America that much. No, but it, it, no. It, um, it threw. It, it let off the Tung- Tunguska event though, and fucking leveled every tree for a mile. But, you <laughs> yeah, <know. laughs> yeah, yeah. That um. So one thing that this movie really does does it in my head when I watch it, and it's every time I've seen it is they show Tony Stark getting fucking, I mean, just pummeled and thrown and smashed and yes. hit. And I, I get he's wearing armor, right? But have you ever taken a canned meat and thrown it against a wall? Can have you seen what happens to shit inside a tin can when it's suddenly accelerated and stopped? I cannot uh, by say that I have ever done that, object? Jeremy. <laughs> I have never done that. <laughs> but, you know, in the in the name of science, I will... Mm-hmm. Conduct this experiment. No, go get a can. Go get a can of spam, <laughs> and throw it as hard as you can at a wall. You, put, you're Thor, and it's Iron Man now. <laughs> I'm okay with see that. that. Fucking can's gonna bend, and meat's gonna squirt out of it. And that's what I'm well, thinking. Hold on, that fucking guy. Every 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 yeah, organ but, in his body has like fucking a concussion now. Yeah, <laughs> but you, know. you got to think about what his suit is made out of. It's not going to be made out of typical metal. Like a tin can is going to be made out of. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but it's I, not going to be the same stuff. Cap Shield is made I out of. I think the but general principle is is similar. It's not, it's not the suit that the problem is here. It's the flesh <laughs> inside of a fucking suit that is the problem. I you mean, cannot <laughs> accelerate the brain and stop it that quickly without there being brain damage. Maybe that's Maybe, why he's an asshole. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so arrogant. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's an alcoholic because liquor tastes good. That's that's the reason he's an alcoholic. But, <laughs> oh, but, but perhaps I've said too much about my own problems. Um, <laughs> that's so that's the for me because you know they do in the Iron Man movies they set him up to be pretty grounded in a believable reality, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, and then there's a super soldier, a giant green dude, and a god, and uh, they can totally all just fight each other. That's yep. cool. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it works. It works. I like it. Yep. Oh, it does. It does. It just at moments I'm I'm just thinking like that can of spam would just be splattered on the ground. <laughs> it would be nothing left of Tony Stark. <laughs> oh man. No, once we all get back once they all get back on the helicarrier, you know, they start telling Thor what Loki's been up to on Earth. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And they're like shit talking him, and Thor's like, hey, you can't do that. He's still my brother. <laughs> what is it Natasha said? He killed, what is it? He killed 80, 80 people he killed 80 in two, people days. In two days. He's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, the humor in these movies is just everything especially coming from thor yes i mean my favorites are thor and 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 iron, iron man, man for sure as far as the humor goes yeah like, they always get a laugh out of me every w- time. without fail <laughs> thor is definitely the funniest one although i haven't seen any guardians of the galaxy yet oh my god and, uh <laughs> not andy 
<laughs> Andy Dwyer. Star Lord. Uh, he in the in the little bit of movies that I have seen him, and he seems to act just similar to his character in Parks and Rec. So I imagine there'll be some laughs there too. So yeah. Oh yeah, and and the first of the new ones, um, not Endgame, the one right before it, Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity War. Yeah, he's all like, "That's yeah, just some dude. He's <laughs> just some dude." No, you're a dude. That's a man. <laughs> it's I've never seen in my life. It's like an angel and a pirate had a baby. <laughs> just that whole scene kills me. Yes, and it's a hard balance to do that, man. To have like a pretty grounded action movie and then introduce this comedy without it kind of coming across as cheesy and i feel like the mcu for the most part has done a really good job of that where the humor adds to it without being distracting or taken away yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that 100 percent. yeah yeah this one did feel like it was written by uh, joss whedon though it did yes. have that buffy the vampire kind of feel to it a little bit um, I don't know if I'm alone and yeah, I don't know if I'm alone in that. I mean, while all the characters rang true, they they did feel like they were written by Joss Whedon. Well, that's probably and I'm because... not saying that's a, that's a negative. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah, his stamp was definitely on it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm not saying that's a negative. Even I'm just saying you could really feel his his mm-hmm. presence yeah. in the movie. You know. No, I mean, you know, ev- everybody that writes and directs for these movies has put their own stamp on it. But so far, you know, from what I've seen, they've all still kept it in line with the previous stuff. So for the most part, the major stuff anyway, I feel like so far. For well, me. the thing that they've done so mm-hmm. far, at least as as far as I can tell or know, is they haven't hired anybody who doesn't have a pre-existing healthy respect for these characters. Yeah. Yeah. And you could definitely tell that. Right. Yeah. They need to go brief DC on how to do that. <laughs> They've laid out the groundwork for DC. Well, DC refuses to follow it. What, they just keep wanting to cheat. Well, what DC needs to do is fire everybody in their uh, movie division and start over. Yes. Uh, ASAP. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, what I keep you gotta saying. got to get rid of Joff Johns and everybody because these guys have just shit the bed repeatedly. And how you can fuck up Batman and Superman, I, it baffles me how anybody can fuck that up. I'll tell you what I told Chris, man. It's... Not to get too off topic into DC, but when you know the rumors mm-hmm. came out, which now seem to be more than rumors about Robert Pattinson being Batman, he is Batman. While my first, oh, it's, it's confirmed. Warner, oh, okay, Warner has confirmed that. So yeah. the one thing I'm trying my best to give them the benefit of the doubt on is when most people heard that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, mm-hmm. the reaction was just as bad. And it turned out to be a brilliant on-screen portrayal. So I am holding out hope that maybe Edward from fucking Twilight can somehow surprise the shit out of us like Heath Ledger did. He fucking hated those movies. He was Cedric Diggory. That's how we're going to remember him. No, he's the shiny son of a bitch from Twilight. But hopefully now he'll become Batman, right? Because fucking Heath Ledger was the dude from A Knight's Tale. And now he is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Robert Pattinson is up to bat. Yep. He has the chance to redefine himself. Let's see. Oh, absolutely. And um, they need to sign him for yeah, at least I mean, like nine know, movies. Was- <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Reeves has been working on the script for three or four years now. He's got a definite idea of the direction he wants to go with that character. And he's the one who ch- picked this guy, you know. So let's let's hope he knows what he's doing. Meanwhile, back on the helicarrier. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, enough about DC. Let's return to the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yes. mean, meanwhile, back on the helicarrier. 
So once they bring Loki up to the helicarrier and they debrief Thor on what he had been doing, Tony, Bruce, and Steve are in the lab. They're talking about how something just seems a little fishy (laughs) about what S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing with the energy that they were trying to harvest from the Tesseract. While they're talking about it, Banner and Stark are trying to trace the gamma radiation, which is the whole reason they have Banner there is because Banner is pretty much walking gamma radiation (laughs) um, to find where the Tesseract is because they don't currently know where it is. Oh, yeah. And that's when Tony revealed that he had been trying to hack in their system as soon as he got on board. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, man, I love him so much. Fun fact, you know how he offers a cap uh, a blueberry? Yeah. That was not scripted. Robert Downey Jr. actually kept stashes of food all around the set, and it was eating constantly. (laughs) So he was always offering everybody else food. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he is Tony Stark. That's that's just being polite, though, you know? (laughs) Well... Sometimes it's Tony Stark, though. Uh, was this the uh, was this the Galaga scene, or is that later? That was after the Galaga scene. Um, I, I love the Galaga. Okay, part. I do like that guy's playing Galaga. And <laughs> how does he look at all these screens with an eye patch? Right. <laughs> just a lot of stupid little stuff in there that I love. Yeah. He, yeah. How does he see the screens with just one eye? <laughs> While playing Galaga, and then he switches off. He switches off the game into you know his regular work. Then when everybody leaves the room, he switches it back to Galaga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after that, we do see Black Widow using her abilities on Loki. That whole scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you mean using mm-hmm. her abilities? Her manipulation. How she's able to, like, in the she, very beginning when we were introduced to her. Yeah. How she played helpless and she extracted all the information out of them and then turned around and kicked their asses. Yeah, but is she really doing that to Loki? Yes. I mean, really, yes, th- look at the scene. Like, like, and then when he said what he's really up to, she goes, got him, and walks out of the room. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. I, I should know yeah. this. I just I just finished watching yes. it right before we recorded. No, she, she completely outfoxes him, and it's a great fucking scene. It's amazing. It this really is. This is why she's, like, up there. Like, she's one of my favorites. She does. She completely manipulates what he's doing out of him. Mm-hmm. And he he gives it all. He gives it up. Yeah, because he thinks he's really getting to her. You know, talking (laughs) about her ledger and how she wants to wipe the red out of it. And he calls her a mewling quim and everything else. quite possibly the filthiest thing ever said in a Disney movie. Right? Yeah, because I heard that and I'm like, there's no way they actually got that in there. And then somebody, you know, listened to it again. I'm like, yep, he did use the Q word. There's there's one for you. Yep. Well... Clearly, you've never seen Song of the South, if you're going to say that. <laughs> That's a Disney movie. Clearly, I have not, because it's been locked in a can since the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad had a bootleg copy of it, so I got to Shit. see it in all its racist glory. That's okay. I've been to Mississippi. I don't need to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where all of them wind up in Banner's lab. Yeah, so they they're... They're in there discussing things, and 
stuff starts getting heated between all of them. Yeah, because uh, Captain had found the weapons that S.H.I.E.L.D. had been creating, and at about well, the same time, Stark had found the information in the computer about it. Yeah. And I, I want to say this now. I don't think I had ever noticed before now, because I watched it earlier today, what Cap found in those crates had Hydra shit all over it. It did. It was Hydra. Mm-hmm. Which didn't make sense in this movie, but later it later will. Later movies it does. Yeah. But yes, it does. It has the Hydra symbol all over it. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even catch that. I did. I mean I know I know Captain in that scene says, you know, these weapons look a whole lot like Hydra weapons. I mean I, I did obviously caught mm-hmm. that, but I didn't catch the symbols on the actual weapons themselves. Yeah. That's interesting. I can't wait to see the resolution of that. Tis awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder where that's headed. <laughs> Who knows? I, I look after this movie. The only movies I've seen past this is Infinity War and Endgame. That's it. Civil uh, War. Well, I saw. Oh, okay. I, I slept in the theater through through that. Yes, I know you were snoring. It was <laughs> making me very upset. You can't take me to a to a late show. I out. learned my lesson. Okay, yeah, can't do it. <laughs> Dark room, comfy seat. I'm gonna be out. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> But yeah, th- this is where, you know, they start confronting Fury because Fury is in the room. You know, they start confronting Fury about why is this a thing? Why are we creating what Hydro is creating? Yeah, and that's when basically, you know, Fury's just like, we got some uh, interstellar folks just reached out and touched us. And uh, now we find out that we're not alone, but we ain't going to stand no chance if they want to come and make some ruckus down here. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't stand a chance if we don't create this type of weapon. It, yeah, it was interesting to me because I literally just got done reading a book about Area 51. Not the not like alien conspiracy stuff, but actual, you know, spy plane stuff mm-hmm. and the parallels mm-hmm. to you know, the old old school CIA and probably what they're doing today too that we don't know about yet, but the parallels between S.H.I.E.L.D. and the CIA, I mean, obviously, you know, that connection's meant to be made, but like I said, I literally just got done reading a book about it and then seeing those same sort of parallels in here with the kind of stuff Fury's saying, it just rings, you know, real close to the stuff the CIA was saying back in like the 40s and 50s and 60s and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know that was during the time that we were uh, we were using Nazi scientists to help us complete projects we had going. Yeah, yep. Operation Paperclip. Um, and well, there's I look. I, I realize we have to research things and move forward, but when I start hearing we need this to be safe and secure, the, the two <laughs> words I am most scared of being used in conjunction with each other are safe and secure. Yeah, because <laughs> I'd rather have a free society than a safe and secure society. With all its dangers and everything, yeah. So that that thinking, oh, there's aliens out there, so now we need energy weapons, and we're <laughs> going to do it in the secret, and nobody's going to need to know about it. Not oh, until we need okay. them anyway. But during this argument, Bruce picks up the scepter, and everybody just kind of mm-hmm. like halts and, hey, uh, Banner, put 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 that down, <laughs> put it down. And of course. Loki's plan, like the actuality of his plan, because they, of course, Natasha had figured out 
he was going after Bruce. Yeah. She just didn't know how. And they blow out engines and blow up his lab and they pull out the oh, Hulk. Oh, that, that, that shot that Hawkeye makes. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's a movie and you're probably not doing that in real life, but it was just cool to see him like setting that shot up to have the, the arrow wind around and yes. hit its target. <laughs> it makes me want to go out and buy a recurve bow and learn how to shoot. I've always wanted to learn archery, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was cool. It was. Very, very cinematically pleasing. Now, one. (laughs) And I I said that I wouldn't talk about this on the podcast with Steve earlier, but here's something I did notice about the airplanes in this movie on this scene. So they're all Mm -hmm. they're all F-35s equipped with the uh, the vertical takeoff stuff. And that's typically Marines. Maybe Navy would buy those two for the vertical takeoff. That that's when you see the engine kind of yes, you know, go down. I mean, they can't hover that high in the air. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about uh, it is the, the Marines are still part of the Navy. So yeah, well, I, I understand that. I mean, I work for the Navy, <laughs> but um, I saw their tail flashes and they all said FF on them. Now, now in the in the real world, FF is first fighter wing or whatever and that's at langley air force base so it was weird seeing that tail flash on a navy slash marine airplane anyway that's 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 all i noticed in that situation (laughs) it's a movie yeah but they normally don't overlook stuff like that so it was was weird to see it Mm. like that i mean there was no coffee cup in it so (laughs) or a water bottle there's that there's that (laughs) no starbucks (laughs) (laughs) But I, I will agree that the the scene where the F thirty five is lining up the shot for Hulk, that <laughs> was just so awesome looking. Yeah, it's very cinematically, cinematically pleasing. pleasing. Yes, very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see the, the when he's changing and Natasha's you know trapped and trying to tell him everything's gonna be all right. I swear on my life, you're gonna make it out of this. Just stay calm. Don't transform. Yeah, he's not gonna work. But he he did seem to have like that after he totally changed. He did seem to have like that split second recognition of her. So I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. It harkened back for me to you know Ed Norton's Hulk when he had that same kind of scene with Liv Tyler's character. Yeah, yeah, it was very very brief, and then. All hell broke loose. Yeah, him fighting Thor was great. I love watching that. Him and Thor fighting is always fantastic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just want to. I just want to say this now. When you guys get around to Ragnarok, yes. I want to come back on because <laughs> I have so much to talk about that movie. Fair enough, man. I will. I will let I you like know. That yeah. movie. I, I take that. I take that back. I did see Ragnarok, so I can't say yeah. Infinity War and uh, Endgame are the only ones I've seen. You I only did. watched Ragnarok because I wanted to watch it. Well, plus I noticed it was on Netflix, so I was like, "Yeah, let's watch it." It was a good movie. It was I like it? I loved. Oh, it's a great movie. It also fundamentally changed the Thor character. Yes, but we'll get to that when we get yep. to that. That movie. Yep. <laughs> that movie and going forward, Thor is a different person than in this movie. Yeah, for which sure. we are speaking. Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> <Yes>. Anyway, <laughs> so, so shit just broke loose. 
Yeah. And by shit, we mean the Hulk and explosions and Hawkeye and airplanes and and of Hulk course and Thor. And of course, uh, Thor goes to confront Loki, falls for the damn mirage again. <laughs> yeah. And, and this up. also this also sets up one of my big problems with this movie, or or going forward, what this movie created for the Marvel universe. Because yeah. not only did Thor fall for that trick, but somebody else did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we can't can't cover the scene without talking about our good friend Phil Coulson. May oh. he rest in peace. Yeah. Except on TV where he's still alive. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Uh, you know, I I had kind of grown to like uh, Coulson as a character, man. So I was. It's hard not to, even with how small of a role it is. It's Coulson. Yeah, and he had been in every movie since Iron Man. He had. Yeah, I was a little bummed out. Um, it it, it took me a while to really accept that he was dead because <laughs> the whole time he's sitting there and, and Fury's in his face, I was just like, no, nah, he's not he, dead. He, he's gonna he's gonna pull through. He's gonna pull through. And then no, he didn't. Coulson's <laughs> down. <laughs> no. Yep. But, uh, you know, if you own a TV or if you've ever seen an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, he just went to Tahiti. It's a magical place. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. So I'm, I, I, I imagine that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. takes place. After. Uh, after? Battle. After. After the Battle of New York. So he didn't die. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. And they brought him back. See, you'd have to sit down and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to understand that. See, Which th- I say you don't have to do. See, th- this is yeah. why we didn't want to convolute things with the TV shows. You know, unless we were getting, unless we were running short on content for the show, then maybe we mm-hmm. would talk about some of the TV shows and comics. But uh, Agents of Shield, man, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I looked into it, and then uh, Fury grabs his cap cards out of his locker. Yeah, out of his locker. You're right. You're right. You realize that means he went to Coulson's locker, got the cards, went back to Coulson's body, and smeared them in blood, and then went and set the scene up. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't even know if that was actually Coulson's blood. Yeah, it could, it could. I think we have to. I think we have to assume that it is. I mean, I, I always did assume it was continuity. Be damned, right? I no, think it, we have to assume that's his blood because whose else? Whose blood was it otherwise? I mean, there were a lot of people that got injured on that on that helicarrier mm-hmm. that day. <laughs> yep, but Coulson was stabbed through the chest. Yeah, that's a lot of free flowing blood. Yep, sure. Yeah, is. so maybe Fury already had it on his hands. He didn't have to go back to the body. But see, oh, maybe he swipes them up with his fingers, knowing he was going to go get the cards. Maybe. maybe. But see, Coulson, mm-hmm. Coulson, he at least got one shot off before he kicked the can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did get that shot off on Loki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now all of our Avengers are scattered. Yeah, because Hulk Hulk jumped on the plane <laughs> and then landed in. Uh, Thor was dropped out the cage. Cap and, and Iron Man are still on the, the carrier. Yeah, the, trying to restart the engine. Yeah. Yeah. They. They're Coulson all. Coulson was dead. Yeah, Coulson's dead. Just wanted to point that out again. Yeah. <laughs> you know the rubbing in, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to figure out where they need to look to find Loki now that he's off. And Cap kind of points out, well, if it was me, I'd be a diva and want a thing in the sky with my name on it. 
<laughs> that ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, big ugly building in Manhattan, uh, in New York. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now they know where to find him. Mm-hmm. Well, also at, at the beginning of the movie, it does show uh, Iron Man doing a little underwater welding. Yeah, he was uh, doing his arc, his big arc reactor because he was trying to make what was it sustainable energy or something like that. Well, yeah. he was he was he was testing his arc his arc reactor for powering his building. Yeah, and know? it worked. And so that's so self sustaining towers. I guess what? It, yeah. yeah. But it had the most free-flowing energy that Loki could use to, say, power a device of some kind. Yeah. So they, uh, well, Tony flies down to the Stark Tower. With uh, Rogers, Romanoff, and Barton in a Quinjet. Yep, because, that's right, Barton has been released. (laughs) Of his mind control. I had completely forgotten how they got released from their control. And as much as I love this film, God, that is some lazy writing. Literally, you just get hit on the head. It, it wasn't just getting hit in the head. It was getting premature yourself knocked out. Because she, the, Natasha completely knocked his ass out. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we should have probably talked about that. That was a badass fight scene. That was a really well done fight scene between those two. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's why I didn't I didn't understand why those two didn't uh get their own movies. I mean, we already talked about the getting a TV show, but I would have definitely rather have seen at least a movie with both of those in it instead of a Honestly, TV show. Honestly, I don't think Hawkeye got his own movie because he's not going to remain Hawkeye. Oh, cuz he's going to go Ronin like uh in the comics. I I think so. I mean, he kind uh, after of- what we've seen in in future movies. <laughs> I think that's a huge possibility. So we might get a Hawkeye movie, but it's not going to be the Hawkeye we know. I mean, uh, cool. Whatever his name ends up being in, the, in said movie, I'll be happy with it because he is such a bad ass. He is. I mean, they both are, him and uh, Black Widow. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Renner is just awesome. You know, Jeremy mentioned earlier about, you know, when he sees Ed Norton, he pictures the curb stomp and gets taken out of it. I'm the same way with Jeremy Renner because I, I see him in the town. And he plays a complete Mm -hmm. badass in that movie. And that's like, when I see Jeremy Renner on screen, I see his character from the town. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies lately, too. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, all all the lesser known MCU folks are getting a lot more jobs these days. Even the the better known ones. Tom Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are doing a movie together now. Uh, Valkyrie and Chris Hemsworth uh, are doing Men in Black. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... I don't remember what the actress's name is that plays Valkyrie. But... I can't think of her name either, but yeah, that... she's awesome. Yeah, yeah but um... she was she was the love interest in uh, Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're getting all kinds of jobs now, and that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks now, though, if I want an autographed poster with all of them on it, it's going to be way expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. One day. Oh, yes, it is. If they hear this, just wait till their careers fizzle out, then get them to sign it. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) That's never going to happen, though. We can only hope. RDJ, that's never going to happen. He's always going to be, even though he's retiring. Maybe he'll take. Maybe he'll take another downward spiral. I I was going to say, yeah, (laughs) he's just one. He's just one fucking bump of cocaine from being in the gutter again. 
you know so you might be able to get you know like a ten dollar autograph if things take a bad turn on them i highly I mean, i'm, doubt I'm saying that, i don't though. want that to happen <laughs> i'm just saying you know for an autograph hunter you know that might be something to hold out hope for <laughs> but but but, but yeah. i digress <laughs> there's nothing funny about addiction no but yeah no to release their mind controls Get bumped on the head. So comical. Yeah. Uh, and not and not in a good way. <laughs> Just get bumped on the head. Knock their asses out. So Tony leaves the helicarrier first. He goes down to confront Loki to see if, you know, maybe I can threaten him into complying. <laughs> And he also needs a new suit because the one he was wearing is fucked up. That'll happen when you get uh, caught up in a turbine engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, can of spam. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's down there. He's sliding on his little wrist, wrist rings and... Oh, yeah. That, that whole... That whole uh, chess, you want a drink? The whole chess match there. I, yes. Oh. It's so good because they're they're both pretty snarky to each other the whole time. I have an I, army. Oh yeah, we have a Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I did again. I, I was kind of waiting for them to whip their dicks out and measure them a little bit for some <laughs> reason, but okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I I love I love RDJ's performance as Iron Man. Uh, he Tony is Stark. Iron Man. It's so. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. But yeah, it, he's trying to intimidate oh, Loki, so it just, <laughs> of course, you know, Loki takes advantage of it and just kind of chucks him out a window. Well, and as he's being chucked out the window, Jarvis, any minute now, it would be well, nice. Well, he says that when right before Loki chucks him out the window. Well, yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was pretty it was pretty funny because Tony definitely expected that to happen. Something like that, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like how we're always getting new versions of the Iron Man suit, like, pretty regularly. <laughs> pretty much every movie he's in, we have a new version of the suit. Well, he's, well, uh, he's that's, constantly that's updating it. Iron Man in the comics, too. Yeah. He's always turning over his armors. Yeah. Constantly updating it, trying to keep it as modern as possible. So then they, they finally get the uh, the device online. Selvig's up there on top of the the tower getting it ready and they open it and it opens and all hell breaks loose another time yep and then right after it's open selvig gets hit on the head <laughs> well that's cuz uh bonk tony tries to shoot it yeah to shut it down and uh the tesseract has its own power shield around it I, I mean, I got the impression that was part of the device, not the Tesseract itself. A little bit of both, because the Tesseract was, as, as Selvig put it when he was telling, when they're looking for that material to stabilize the Tesseract, he tells Barton, you know, she's telling me things, the secrets of the universe. <laughs> no, yeah. bro, you just took a bunch of mushrooms. Calm it down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Tesseract, the tesseract is not is, talking to it's you. It's made of pure psilocybin. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it, he talks about how, 
like at that point, the Tesseract is literally powering the entire machine itself and it's protecting itself. Huh. It thinks, it feels, is how he put it. Like it's a being almost. So that's why they can't do anything with it until he tells tells them, hey, I kind of built in a safety though. So Yeah. Okay, so as of last year there had been forty nine different suits of armor uh that Iron Man has worn in the in the movies. Yes. <laughs> and I love every one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's also the Iron Patriot and War Machine's armor, which I don't believe are counted in the forty nine. Or uh Iron Spider. Um or, yeah, I, I didn't really look like Iron Spider, but yeah, you're right. It was still it was still Iron Man tack that he had, so yeah. Yeah. But that's a lot of suits of armor. Yep. So now we get to this point in the movie where I'm gonna have a few a few issues with with what happens. <laughs> yeah, so now we get to Fighting the, the Jatari. We get back we get to um Battle of New York proper here. Mm-hmm. And aliens are just raining down. Just pouring in, coming in oh, on yeah. space wheels and rocket sleds. <laughs> yes. The, those uh, those huge ships that they have are pretty dope looking, though. The ones that kind of move like they're in water. You mm-hmm. mean the beasts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't the know. Space whale. Yeah, those yeah. things are so cool looking. They're yeah, pretty they cool are. looking. The Jatari and their whales. Mm-hmm. So it, is that, are those things supposed to be like, creatures or yeah. are they ships they're actual creatures no, they're, they're, yeah they're animals huh i didn't i didn't i guess i didn't catch that yeah because uh at one point tony goes hey uh jarvis have you ever heard of jonah and the whale well i mean sure he used that metaphor or whatever word i'm not thinking of but, but when he flies in it's all flesh and blood man i, I must mean, have it's blue blood i must have blood. just like blinked on a lot of this stuff to be fair, I've watched this movie twice in my life, and the first time I watched it was b- right before I watched Endgame, and then yeah. the second time I watched it was today, and I definitely wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it today. Well, you should have. You're right. I should have. <laughs> I am. I am fucking up over here. <laughs> but yeah, it, they are. They are actual creatures that the Jatari breed to use in battle. That's pretty cool. I like it. Their armor is pretty intense too. <laughs> and then Banner kind of puts puts over on a motorbike. Yeah, as they're as they're fighting. Well, yeah, this you know after <laughs> Caps running around trying to help the cops, you know, get these people underground. Well, why should we take orders from you? That was a great scene. I yes. did like that one because <laughs> that was obviously I'm the one human being who can fucking go toe to toe with aliens. So you should probably listen to what I'm saying. Yep. I love that that uh, Hawkeye and um, Black Widow are in this fight. He's like super soldier, Average gamma radiation, beams. giant green bastard, armored guy, and a god. And then I'm going to hit shit with pointy sticks. That's, <laughs> yes. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. They're pointy, yeah. explodey sticks. Yes. Especially yeah. when he shoots yeah. the one at Loki like, and Loki it, catches I'm gonna it. going to fight aliens with a pointy stick. You guys go throw hammers and shit. I'm just going to be over here with my bow and arrow. <laughs> and then he runs out. Mm-hmm. But not before he shoots one at Loki, even though Loki catches it, and then mm-hmm. it blows up in his face, which is wonderful. Yeah, see, <laughs> that was that was one of the best scenes right there. 
point all fucking point proud and fucking shithead and then boom what a fucking idiot <laughs> so I, I i gotta say there's a thing about the hulk in this scene uh-oh so uh after he puts up on his motorcycle we see the space whale coming at him and banner like starts walking off to the whale and he changes into the hulk voluntarily that's my secret which isn't cap. how the hulk fucking works i'm always angry yeah if he could always be able to then he shouldn't have been okay yeah but they that is one of my major complaints with this movie but it 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 has it it seems like it's consistent in the mcu because if you remember back in ed norton's uh version of it he couldn't even do the deed with Liv tyler because of just the heart rate not even being angry it's just the heart rate being up so high so i mean it's i feel like it's still consistent with what they presented in the mcu all right so, All right, and, and you know you can do what mean, you want. Hey, trust I me, trust me. I I can imagine if he's staring up at one of them things, his fucking heartbeat is gonna be going crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's I mean, not what he says. That's not what he says, though, is it? No, he, he says, says I'm that's always my angry. secret. I'm always angry. Then you should always be the fucking Hulk. Well, I mean, he, the anger is what does it. He's learned to control it, for the most part. And and again, it sets up in Ed Norton's version that yeah, I mean, we get the smile at the end of that movie, yeah, which like we talked about it on that episode. Was that us being? Was that us supposedly being able to interpret that he's learned to control this now? Yeah, that that's sort what of. I got from it. Yeah, sort of. So I, I I don't think that what happened in this battle is not consistent with the uh, no. It, it seems to with be what we've consistent. seen so far. Okay, I think it's inconsistent with the character. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about the long history of the character in comic books mm-hmm. and TV shows, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, I agree, because, you know, it's always been anger. But like I said, in Ed Norton's version, they established that it was heart rate. Yeah. And that he could, at least towards the end of the Hulk movie, sort of, that he had some control over it. At least some. Some. And this has been at least a couple years removed from the events of the Hulk, I feel like. Oh, yeah. yeah. So in that time, yeah. I, he just learned to control it. I mean, sure, I'm always angry, but, you know, that just means that I, – I don't know what that means, but – I mean, it obviously was, means he's okay. learned to control I'm, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say one more thing, and then I'm gonna quit beating this point up because <laughs> we're just gonna do this. But at no other point in this movie did they even hint that he could change just by always being angry. No, and he did that on purpose. You know, yeah. He, he so, purposely I mean, yeah, I didn't. If he, was, like, if he was bluffing everybody on it, okay, okay. I guess that's all right, but. That just doesn't seem to hold with my idea of the Incredible Hulk. Maybe it's all headcanon. <laughs> that's the reason I don't like it. But Probably. I got a bigger complaint coming in a few minutes here. <laughs> so I'll hold back for now. So everybody is now off to fight the Jatari. <laughs> fight them. Brouhaha you know. ensue. <laughs> my favorite mm-hmm. part after Banner changes, though, is when he's just slinging Loki around like a ragdoll. Yes! Yes, 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 yes. And I remember, you know, over the years, I've seen so many memes of that one particular scene. And even not even having seen the movie, it's it was funny then. And it's still great now that I can have it in context. It's just Loki's like yelling at the Hulks, you know, calling him all these names, saying, I'm a god. You should bow to me in like mid spiel. Hulk grabs him by the leg and just chucks him around, beating him into the floor. 
you know, Loki had just gotten done saying, I'm a god. Hulk walks away from him going, puny god. <laughs> Wonderful! <laughs> and the squeak. That was a great scene. The squeak from Loki afterwards was even better. <laughs> now you want to talk about Iron Man surviving beatings in his tin can. There is no tin can to protect that. <laughs> Loki's not just- a god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, Spe- but... Speaking of, of, of Hulk and gods, though, do you notice after they took down that one Jatari whale, and Hulk and Thor are just standing on it, and the Hulk just yes. kind of, poof. <laughs> was he hit Thor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he just punches them off screen. <laughs> yes. I think that that kind of links back to the Hulk movie. Because even though it was Edward Norton, whatever, he gets struck by lightning in that movie and chucks a rock at the sky. <laughs> so that he kind of holds. That is your interpretation of what you saw. I still maintain. He does get as, struck by lightning when they're in the when he's in the cave with Liv Tyler. I know. I know what scene you're talking about. I think it just scares him. Um, no, he he got hit by the lightning. I promise you, from, we are going to sit down and watch the fucking all, Hulk, and I will show you. This. From all the reading that I've done about that scene, it's just the um, that light that you see coming towards him is just a reflection off the rain. It's not lightning, but you can have your head cannon too. It's whatever. He gets struck by lightning. <laughs> Fair enough, and, and chucks it, a rock at the sky. Yep. <laughs> You've made it fit. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> So during all this fighting, Fury is over there talking to the World Security Council, Mr. Powers Booth. I acknowledge you've made a decision, but because it's a stupid-ass decision, I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> it's not the exact quote. And then they want to launch a nuke at Manhattan. That's <laughs> Why are you going to launch a nuke at all those innocent people? To be fair, though, that's kind of like quarantine. Like, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to quarantine this area to save the rest of the, probably the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's, I don't agree with it, but It's I what get they it. do in a zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they had, con- the, the Avengers had contained it for the most part. They just needed a way to shut the portal. Yeah. Which. Well, the government's about to provide a way to shut the portal. Yeah. But, um. That wouldn't have worked though. All, well, also too though, um, Selvig after he gets out of his Loki fog, uh, he, he tells Black Widow that... He built in a safety. The scepter that Loki carries can close it. Which, once Stark hears from Fury that there's a, a nuke heading towards him, he tells her not to close it yet. He knows where to where to stick that nuke. <laughs> Tony flies through it with the nuke. Flies through the portal. He has a... I'm going to assume in future movies he has a habit of doing that. Eh. Flying into places he probably shouldn't be. Sort of. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, so you got, you know, this 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 reflects the argument that Cap and Stark have earlier in this movie. When he says, you know, you're just a guy with a suit. You're not the guy who'd lay down on a wire and let somebody else crawl across him. You know, you're not going to fall on a grenade for somebody else. Yeah. Well, then Tony Tony proves that he would. So he grabs the nuke thinking he's going to go through the portal and that's going to be it. Yep. This is also where we discover that the Chitari were built by the same people who made the droid army in Phantom Menace. <laughs> Once they oh. build the ship up, 
apparently the Chitari were all networked uh, to that ship because they all dropped dead as soon as the ship's blown up. The Borg, <laughs> man. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The Borg. Hive mind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Stark manages to make it out right before the portal's closed and uh, Banner catches him. And yeah. <laughs> that scene is so funny because he's like, hey, guys, uh, we're just going to take tomorrow off, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after after uh, he he gets woken up because, you know, Hulk just kind of grabs his face mask and chucks it. <laughs> Nobody kissed me, right? <laughs> that was funny. That was a good line. You guys want shawarma? There's a place over uh, over there. Two blocks away. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. that was I was going to make shawarma the I night we did maybe this. Maybe we shouldn't go into the office tomorrow. We should take tomorrow off. <laughs> I, I did make shawarma the other night, though. That was yummy. Yeah, I made on, it because of this movie. On the night we were supposed to record, uh, we had shawarma. It was good. Shawarma's tasty. I like shawarma. Yeah. It wasn't real shawarma. It was chicken. Real shawarma is like that's a, lamb and stuff, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's that it's that, that uh, kebab meat that's all yeah. kind of pressed pressed and spit roasted. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't real shawarma, but I did make shawarma. It well, was you, gave it a, you gave it a good attempt there anyways. Yeah. His reaction to, to still being alive was... <laughs> Was definitely one one for the books there. I'm alive. Let's eat shawarma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're all chilling out in Central Park, and uh, the Avengers and Shield pretty much just watch Thor take Loki and the Tesseract back to Asgard. Yeah, well, before that, when uh, all the Avengers confront Loki, oh if yeah, it's all the same to you. <laughs> I'll take that drink now. Just the humor in this movie is amazing. Like. I love it. Yeah, they the humor seems to be progressively picking up as we go along. And yeah, like it Steve does. said earlier, it's not it's not even a distraction. It's just it's a part of it now. Yeah, it's and it, the humor is just written well in, yes. in this movie. It in pretty much all of them from here on out, it's written pretty well. Well, that's what I think. There's a number of reasons these movies have done as well as they have, but I think one of the things they've captured so well is being able to appeal to adults and children both. Yes. Um, and it's something, you know, in the 70s that Star Wars found lightning in a bottle with. Um, and when they've attempted to do it in the more recent films, there's been some criticism from the adult fans that the humor just feels out of place. It's just, it doesn't work the same way that it did in the original trilogy, right? And that's true of both the prequels and the ones they're doing now. The yeah. adult fans didn't like the humor they added. What the MCU has done is they've found a way to recapture that original trilogy magic where adults are enjoying these films and enjoying the humor and it's also appealing to kids yeah. and neither neither one is distracted by the stuff that's either too childish or too adult they're right there in the middle and i think they're they're nailing it yeah they are yeah they're doing a good job um honestly out of this whole series there's only been a handful of really just soft landers you know like yeah. you know, a couple of the Iron Man sequels were meh, and the and the Thor sequels up until Ragnarok, eh, okay. But for the oh. most part, they've been good to great instead of you know middling and right. Down. Yeah, well, I think a lot yeah. of those that were a little bit softer landing were more for character development anyway. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to those movies. 
Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I'm impressed that they were able to make 22 movies and have so many good ones in that number. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a shit ton of movies. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Now Thor and Loki leave. They have to summon some dark energy to return back to Asgard <laughs> where Loki will pay for his crimes. <laughs> Fury is now talking to the council again. You know, they're saying, well, what now? Why did you just let them take our prisoner? Why are you just letting these people go off and do their own things? And, you know, you get science bros taken off in their car. <laughs> I will always call them science bros because that's what they are. All the Avengers are going off and kind of doing their own thing. And they're like, well, what if this happens again? They'll be there. Yep. Damn straight they'll be there. And so this movie gets kind of two credit scenes, uh, one in the middle of the credits and one at the end. Mm-hmm. The first one, we see Loki's benefactor let his boss know that their invasion was a failure. Wasn't that Ronan? Yes, that was Ronan. Then you kind of see a faint outline of the person we would come to know as Thanos. I mean, those people that read the comic books obviously know who he is as soon as he's on the screen. But for us people who don't read the comic books, I wouldn't have had no idea who that was. But obviously, like I said, I've seen Infinity War and all that stuff, yeah. so I, I knew who I knew exactly who it was. But um, well, I mean, you get introduced to him in Phase 2 anyway. But uh, this was our very first introduction to Thanos, and you kind of get the idea that uh oh this is gonna be like a major villain coming up but outside of seeing him how he reacts to ronin's failure that's like all you get so it's not (laughs) a lot of information to go off of yeah and then the end credit was just them finally (laughs) eating eating the shawarma Which is why now, I guess it. they filmed. I guess they filmed that the day before that movie hit theaters, and so everybody in those everybody in those roles. The reason you can't see Captain America's face because he had a full beard when they filmed that scene. So they put a prosthetic and had him put his hand over his face. That explains. That. Um. <laughs> yep. That's why everybody looks a little bit disheveled because it was filmed so far apart that they, it was like the day before the movie got released. They put that scene in. Nice. That's funny. I do. I. I bet yeah, that was RDJ's idea. Though, they, they just look fucking beat. You know, they're just like. <laughs> I think that was the uh, point, though, because it was after the battle. You see them cleaning the shawarma shop up, you know, and they're the only ones in there. Yeah, no words are spoken. Like we're not talking about work. We're not talking we're about not talking anything. About shit. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna sit here and eat our goddamn shawarma. <laughs> and 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 just. I think that's why they did it that way, because it was meant to be like, we're tired, we're done. Let's just eat our shawarma. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that word. That's that. That was I, I remember for like six months, there were friends of mine making shawarma jokes the whole time, you know, just you know, off of that scene alone. Yes. <laughs> um, I do. Because this movie came out seven years ago now, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. People are going to forget this now. You didn't used to have five major characters in a movie together. It was unheard of. It was unthinkable. It was never going to happen. There was licensing problems. This is the first time we really got that besides a couple shitty attempts with the Incredible Hulk movie 
of the week with Bill Bigsby. Yeah. Because they did a shitty version of Thor, a shitty version of Daredevil, and that was the only time we'd seen anything like this other than this. It was, I remember getting to the theater and just being blown away by the idea that all these characters were going to be in this movie together. And now it's become a little more commonplace. We've gotten used to it. Yeah. But I just remember when this came out, just being like, holy shit, I can't believe you're getting something like this. Ever since Nick Fury walked out at the end of Iron Man, that holy shit feeling has really kept the Marvel Universe going, too. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe we're going to see this, you know? (laughs) I can't wait to see what's next. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that way about the Marvel movies. I mean, I've I've been watching them since they started coming out. The the after credits and the whole movie themselves, it's always left me with the oh, I'm so excited for the next movie. I can't wait. I can't wait, you know. I'm ready to see what mm-hmm. comes next. Yeah, I mean, yep. I'm still so, I'm still fantastic. Uh, I'm still excited. So what's I think Iron Man 3 is next. Yeah. Um and that that'll start phase 2, but um Let's uh let's spend a few minutes talking about our our favorite scenes in this movie. Oh, so many. Maybe one or two. Do I have to only pick two? No. <laughs> well, you go first then. All right. So, a lot of my favorite scenes revolve around the humor of the movie, like with Loki and his quirks. You know <laughs> <laughs> how he talks to people and carries himself. But I think like the one of the biggest things was uh the scene between him and Iron Man when Iron Man first goes to talk to him and he's trying to intimidate him. And, you know, they're they're going back and forth, well, I have an army, well we have a Hulk. And Loki just kinda well, whatever. <laughs> that doesn't mean nothing to me until my does. second favorite scene, <laughs> where he's getting thrown around like a ragdoll. Mind you, Loki is one of my favorite villains, but seeing him thrown around as a ragdoll is great. <laughs> Always will be great. So, I'll stick with just those two scenes. How about you, Steve? For me, it's Thor's introduction. I loved everything about that scene. I like the fact that it's another one of those uh, like on-screen moments where you could just take a snapshot of the image of the lightning glowing around him and him kind of knelt down on top of the plane and it's just ready to be a poster. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just a really, really well done cinematic introduction. I thought it was, it was great. Was it, was it, it was very cinematically pleasing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What about you, Jeremy? Well, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to say the first introduction of, uh, Natasha to, uh, Banner. I think is one of the best played scenes in that movie by far. Just her acting, her looking like she's a t- hard ass, but still scared when he starts to lose his temper. There's a lot of good exposition without making it feel like an info dump. I love that scene. And then I'm going to say the three-way fight between Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. Yeah. That, was, that would be my other one. Yeah, yeah we kind of glossed over just it. Some ass beat, just some ass beatery right there that you know at a level that hadn't been, really been shown before. We kind of glossed over it earlier, but there's another really good part in that uh, Natasha scene with Banner where, you know, he kind of does the fake scare and, you know, she draws the gun on him. And I thought that was good, too, because she's usually the one throughout this movie. We've mentioned several scenes where she's very much in control. She's kind of playing the upper hand. And in that moment, he kind of played her because he got to see how she would actually Mm -hmm. react. And I thought that was well played as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, he, yeah, he definitely gamed out her a little bit there to kind of, yeah, he did exactly that. He was trying to draw her out by doing what she does throughout the whole movie. I yep. guess. Yeah. yeah. That was put, put really well. Yeah. My, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, Jeremy, the three way uh, fight scene between Thor and cap and Iron Man. That was so good. Just the, especially mm-hmm. the, the back and forth with Thor and Iron Man and then power at 400%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. And him being kind of surprised by that and then unleashing it all on Thor. And then just the way Cap steps in is like, you know, basically acting like the parent. All right, kids, stop fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so Maybe good. that's why I like Cap so much. He has to act like the parent. Well, he's he's always the most responsible person in the room. Yes. <laughs> always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially, Almost. especially when uh, Iron Man... Uh, flies down to Thor, you know, Cap's like, shouldn't we have a uh, a plan of attack? And he's like, yeah, I do have a plan. Attack. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was pretty cool, too. <laughs> I do want to ask, had, had Winter Soldier come out before this? I don't remember. No. no. Winter don't Soldier is after. Okay. Because don't we, don't we establish in Winter Soldier that Cap doesn't need a parachute? <laughs> I don't remember if it was or Winter I, Soldier or... I don't know. It's been he a while takes a minute since to put I've a shoot it. on in this, and I'm like, hmm. I don't really think he needed to do that. I ain't never seen it, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, because no, he wears a shoot in a uh, his movie, the first Captain America. Yeah, yeah he does. Oh yeah, but I mean, right, that, that was right. really before. You know I think I was thinking of a comic book. It might have been a comic. That was really before his yeah, okay. the full the full realization of his. Yeah, I think he still grabbed the shoot as a, because I don't know how high up they were. Just as a reflex, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see when when Winter Soldier comes around. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's face If two, such a so. movie exists. <laughs> never know. You never know what these guys will do. Yep. <laughs> the other thing I would say was, in hindsight, a favorite moment. Now, to be fair, when I saw this in theaters in 2012 and I saw Thanos at the end, um, I was definitely excited, but knowing how movies tend to kind of grab on the cash while they can, I assumed that that Thanos story arc would be wrapped up within a couple movies, a couple years, and that would be it. Yeah. In hindsight, to realize that this thing was seven years from this moment in the making to ultimately get to what we got with Infinity War and Endgame, bravo, because, you know, seeing that it this was in 2012 and we see Thanos and his army that he sent and whatnot... And knowing, you know, what it ultimately leads to seven years of movie making later is just brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it just makes me wonder how they're going to tackle the next uh, phase of it, phase of the movies. I know how they tackle it. It's amazing. No, you don't know how they tackle it, though. You're not in the writer's room. (laughs) She knows how they handle phase two and three. Well, well, I I meant the blocks of movies after um, phase three end game. No. that that's yeah. really what I was referring and to. And so since we've, and I'm not going to, you know, spoil anything by what I'm about to say here. So if you haven't seen any of the future movies, you're fine to hear this. I guess there's one small spoiler. Endgame didn't have, you know, a proper post credit scene, but within a couple days of it coming out, they released an extended trailer for the Spider-Man movie. And if you watch some of the stuff that it shows in that film, it almost acts as 
you know, you mentioned earlier the the MCU has always had you going. I can't wait to see what's next because of mm-hmm. either the film or the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Endgame, where it ended, you're kind of left not knowing where we're headed. Right. But that Spider Man trailer so gave you a lot to think about, and That's, I think that was intentionally planned to yeah. to yeah. drop that so quickly. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. that that Spider Man trailer was meant to be the end. Yeah, they end. basically used it as an end credit scene. Yeah. I mean, a very long one, a very detailed one, but ultimately it did the same thing. You know what you mentioned earlier, which is making you think, making you wonder what's next. Well, that I mean, Spider Man trailer did that. Yeah, and I mean they kind of did the same thing with the Captain America end trailer, uh, not end trailer, but end credit scene, because mm-hmm. they used that to do an Avengers promo. Right. Yep. So. I feel it was like the same thing there. Mm-hmm. It was the end credit scene and it was a promotion for the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. <laughs> so we shall see. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I don't think I'm going to miss any more in theaters. I'm just going to start seeing them. <laughs> Hell with it. <laughs> There's so much you got to get caught up on. That's okay. I feel like I'm caught up on enough. To appreciate the movies if going you on. Say so. You are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, final thoughts, just real quick before we wrap up tonight. Final thoughts, Avengers. So, Jeremy, being the guest, where would you rank this in the 22 movies that we know are out there since we know you've seen them all? I would put this in the top three. I would have trouble probably figuring out what order without really sitting down. Yeah, but I would put this up there with Iron Man one and with uh, Winter Soldier. And if you extend are, and if if you mm-hmm. extend that out to all superhero movies ever made, are you still you know somewhere in that top three to top five? Because I know for myself, when I saw this and even now rewatching it, you know, even opening this up to all superhero movies, this is pretty high up there. I I'd probably it's in the top five probably still, but okay. I mean, you know, that's, that's when you throw in stuff like the dark Knight and Richard right. original Superman, yeah. um, you know, which is, you got some heavy fucking sh- heavy shit you're pushing against. I mean, you know, the guy that wrote the Godfather wrote the original, uh, Superman script, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it, it does, but yeah, I'd say it still stays in the top five, top three. I'd really have to think about yeah yeah because i think right there i could do the dark knight superman and iron man would probably be my top three okay yeah steve final thoughts i think it's great um what i was going to actually say is my final thought jeremy very eloquently touched on earlier so i'll just kind of paraphrase what he said but the feeling i got from this movie in theater was that i became a kid again watching all of these huge characters come together um, it it wasn't something we had seen. It wasn't something we were used to. Um, and to be honest, I was a little worried about it. I had enjoyed all the solo films, but bringing together that many big characters, also portrayed by that many big actors, I thought there was the chance for a lot of grandstanding on screen. There are definitely several movies out there that you can name, there's hundreds of them if you stop and think about it, where you can kind of feel the on-screen tension of egos vying for you know that lead role. Um, and I had a lot of concern with that with this. And after watching it then and now, I don't really feel any of that. And I feel like seeing all the big actors and all the big characters just came together beautifully. Agreed. This is definitely one of my favorite movies. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of all of the Marvel movies. So it's kind of hard for me to love it more than the others. <laughs> but... Seeing how all their characters come together, you know, in this story and how they all butt heads, but 
work together and how they overcome all these differences that they have to overcome. I thought it was great. It made me like really excited to see where these characters are going to go in the future movies. I'm even excited about that because, I mean, I know where they end up, but I don't really have a clear idea of how they got there. So, no. for me, like I said in the intro, this this is the culmination of the previous solo movies, like, you know, like we said. I'm still having a hard time finding much about these movies that I don't like. Yeah, I feel like you have to really nitpick. Jeremy mentioned earlier there are a couple that aren't to the same level as as the ones we've done so far. But even those, they're not bad films. No. It's just you're comparing them to a really high bar. I, I think they're just a little slower, mm-hmm. but they're not bad. No. And I also think that this film in particular, had this not worked, who knows where the MCU went from here. Right. Because it, it was very obvious with phase one, like Chris said, this was where it was going. This is what all of it was leading up to. So if this movie didn't do well, all of a sudden things might have been rethought pretty quickly. Yeah. But this movie did awesome, so... It did uh, It did really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it did really good. I I enjoyed this movie when it came out. I enjoy it. You know, like I said, I watched it again today. I've enjoyed it a couple times since. I mean, it is a fun movie. It's entertaining. There are very, very few slow spots at all. The goddamn thing, it hits the ground running and just keeps going. Yep. Yep. Well, all right. I think that's going to do it for us this time. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, comments, or theories, please hit us up at feedback at collectorpodcast.com. Until next time. Um, hang, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Yep. No problem. My son is calling me on messenger, even though he's right in the other room. Well, he doesn't want to interrupt your, uh, your recording. He's fucking seven, man. I don't know why <laughs> well, he's a very, messenger. He's a very thoughtful seven year old. That's fair. <laughs> he shouldn't have messenger. He is only seven. Sweet. I got paid. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying? That's, so, what he, that's what he wrote to arguments. tell you? Does your kid handle your books? <laughs> see what happens. That's fair. I can see where you might think that based off just what I said. That, no, he does not. Uh, I just handed in an editing job this morning. And, uh, the guy just paid me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not good enough with math yet, but, you know, editing's fine. That's, we'll, we'll just start him off there.